0: Okay. Welcome to the most forward-thinking inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to re-evaluate everything you've been taught. They can tell us we're crazy, and we can say, well, you haven't seen anything yet. I do everything you know, I was a goddamn lie, put you up and explode, I guess the fourth of July, possessed by perfection, in this land if you're awake. And gentlemen, welcome to the new year. This is the year 2023. Oh boy, everyone's talking about what's going to happen, what's going on. I like that meme you see where you add 2021, 2022, and 2023 up, and when you just add them straight, so 222 000, 0, 0123. Wait, one 2, two 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 two. I don't even know. Anyway, it adds up to six six six. And it's like, oh, God, we're in for it. I'm already hearing things about n- more threats, more threats, nuclear threats. Oh, gosh, we're going to be in trouble. They're going to do all this stuff. They're going to fire all these missiles. I think I just did an inner Grinch there. Did I just pull the Grinch out? That was oh these missiles. <laughs> I'm having too much fun over here. I have a lot I want to talk about. Uh, on the show um, today and it might be scattered. I mean, this is like, there's a lot of things that I'm going to go into in detail uh, later and throughout the year. I just feel that, you know, I don't know. I think that everything's kind of changing in such a way. I think that we're crossing over thresholds. I think that we're passing through energies and certain things don't apply anymore. It was dawning on me more and more towards the end of last year Things like cancel culture and watching good people get shut down. And I remember at the beginning of this, at the beginning, of, like when we started this back in 2019, I remember thinking to myself, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You don't want to get canceled. And remember, too, you're kind of a piece of shit. And it's funny because you're like, you're not, you're not supposed to say that about yourself. Shh, don't say that. Don't talk so negatively about yourself. But honestly, I was raised in a culture where it was important to be a piece of shit, clearly so that they could use it against us later. But we didn't know any better. We didn't have anybody telling us what to do and what not to do. We were literally living up to the expectations of society at the time. And I was egoically charged in the third dimension. Now, this isn't egoically charged right up until 2019. But breaking out of that is a process. One that you fight with all the time, yourself. You're constantly at war with yourself when you're breaking that process. We're also told inside, when we're heavily brainwashed with the third dimensional stuff, we're told that a leopard doesn't change its spots. And then we're also told to be the victim. An abuser will always be an abuser, this, that, and the other thing. Nobody ever asks what made that person the abuser. Why is this person aggressive? Why is he a piece of shit? Not only that, but why are you drawn to him? There are so many layers. There's so much depth that goes into every situation that prior to any general awakening, none of us ask. All of us just point and accuse and say, well, it's not on me. This person's a piece of shit. Nothing I can do about it. And there's everything that you can do about it. You don't need to spend your life and time with somebody who's treating you like fucking shit. Guess I'm going to have to put an explicit label on this one. Right? It's your own weakness and your own insecurity that keeps you there. But here's the craziest thing of all. It's that weakness and that insecurity that leads you to the lesson that you need to learn. From, let's call him Kyle. All Kyles drink monster beverage and ride around on dirt bikes. To any Kyle that doesn't do that listening to this show right now, I do apologize. But that is a stereotype, and I've just thrown it out there. The way I look at it, too, man, we have this ability to learn from our mistakes. We have this ability to put ourselves in shitty situations so that we can get ourselves out. So that we know what it's like to overcome these things. And... Once you've started to overcome certain things, it's like the small dominoes, right? The dominoes just keep falling. And the more they fall, the more they collapse, the more you see, the more you understand, the more research you do, the more things you look into, the more dots you connect, the more you understand about yourself. When we're heavily in the third dimension, when we're heavily in the state of sleep, we don't understand or know or comprehend. The fact that you're listening to this show right now shows that you are asking bigger questions. And the fact that I'm recording this show says that I'm asking bigger questions. I want to know. I've got, I've got, I've got the right to know. <laughs> the fun thing, too, about this mission and this journey and this path that we find ourselves on is that anything we could possibly think to help us escape where we are, mentally, physically, whatever, was handed to us from the reality itself. So even our own thoughts are part of the heavy illusion. I know this is a big one. This is a big one for the very first episode of the year. We're coming in hot. (laughs) When you can sit with your own thoughts and go, okay, no matter what I believe, it's bullshit. It gives you a leg up. Because there's also that old saying, too, remember? Stand for something or fall for anything. And that tricks people. Because any single one of your beliefs, if you're not able to question your own beliefs, any single one of them becomes a limiting belief. It's new information that allows us to extrapolate upon old experiences. Now, we're still stuck in the same situation where everything is part of... The same thing. So we have to really think outside the box. And even in doing so, it's still a game that we're playing. It's still a game that we're playing with regards to all of this stuff. But what does give you power, or me anyhow, is understanding that I'm not here to be responsive to other people. I spent the majority of my life responding to things and playing defense. Learning, understanding, comprehending, and I did everything I had to do. And I learned everything I had to learn by hook or by crook. I was a terrible, terrible person to some people, and I was a saint to others. I was treated like absolute garbage by some people, used and abused. And I was treated like a god by others. I have the ability to see within myself the mistakes that I've made and the lessons that I've learned, the lessons that I have to continue to learn. In becoming the person I'm very excited to become. Looking forward to my future and understanding this. You know, coming from a person who was at one point suicidal. Heavily, very deeply suicidal. To be able to look at the future and go, holy fuck. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be incredible. Right? And what do people say now? What is the, what is the problem that they have now? With the future? A lot of people uncertainty, fear, all kinds of crazy stuff. One of the big topics that I want to get into this year, or at least talk about or do more research on myself, and you can do yourself as well, is when we talk about narratives, when we talk about things being pushed, there is a massive correlation between everything that's detrimental and peculiar and the colors blue and yellow. Look how many emblems, logos, teams, whatever, designs, Represent the colors blue and yellow. It's staggering. Why are blue and yellow everywhere? This is a rabbit hole that I have yet to go down, but I'm phenomenally just inspired by because there is a connection to all of them and an intention with all of them. Colors are huge. Colors in this reality are huge. This reality too is something that's so... I don't even know, man, for like lack of a better term, majestic. We can see the darkness. We can see the stuff. Every single thing that you see on television is telling you to fear thy neighbor. There's even a show, Fear Thy Neighbor. Fuck. I used to love that shit. I used to, look how big true crime is right now. You know what happens when people watch true crime? It could happen to you. Right? There's this piece that's like, oh, there's this piece of us that's like, well, at least it's not happening to me. And then there's this piece of us that's like, well, it could happen to me. And it's because of those true crime things that we sit back and we go, oh. You know, I'm scared now of being alone in the dark. Interesting fear. Or for some people, they see these things perpetuate like cold case files and all this sort of stuff. They're like. You see this stuff and you're like, oh, fuck, I did something so stupid when I was a kid. I hope it doesn't come back to haunt me like 40 years later. You know, we see this shit go down with Twitter and people getting busted for something that they said 10 years ago. We see John A. MacDonald, the first prime minister of Canada, being wiped out of history because he owned slaves, which was the thing to do back in the day. It was just how business was done. Right? And if people don't think that slavery exists today, how many people do you know that are having a hard time right now affording rent and housing? Sorry, rent and food? Right, Financial slavery is 100% still live. But if we're focused on racial slavery, this, that, and the other, we're not realizing that every last human being in this world is being tricked into slavery as we speak. And then some people will say things like, oh, well, you've got the choice to do this and to do that. And here, here's where I come back to cancel culture again. When you have a thought and you want to believe it and when you want to speak it out loud and you're afraid of what people are going to say, remember that everybody's trained to defend the matrix. Some people are so deep ingrained in the matrix that they don't know what it's like without it. They need it. So they're going to defend it tooth and nail. And it's okay for them to do that, obviously. It's okay for you to let them do that because they're going to give you pointers that you can then look into afterwards and be like, I'm going to sharpen my game by understanding this and by answering your question and by figuring this out for myself. Let's talk about debt for a second, debt slavery. Let's take a microcosm of the earth. Will this hear reality? Let's say there's a town, it's a beautiful town, and there's a thousand people in this town. And each of them are in debt, $100. What is that, $10,000? The, if the 1,000 people are in town is 100,000 times, 1,000 times 100 is 10,000? <laughs> My brain doesn't work and it's not even important to me right now. But let's just say arbitrarily, let's just say the whole town's in, in debt. And a traveler comes to town and stays at the hotel. The hotel has a 24-hour return policy. If you're not happy, you get your money back. So the traveler shows up at the motel, pays the man a hundred bucks, says, I will be spending one night in your fabulous motel as I pass through your town. So the man, the hotel motel owner, takes his hundred dollars and says, I owe the baker exactly a hundred dollars. Amazing. Gives that hundred to the baker. The beggar says, wow, I owe my accountant $100. Gives that money to his accountant. Accountant says, wow, I owe my cat sitter $100. Gives that money to his cat sitter. Cat sitter says, wow, I owe my smaller cat sitter $100. Now the tiny cat sitter has his $100. Or her. Or they. Or them. (laughs) Imagine this carries on, etc., etc., all through the town. The last guy says, hey, I owe the hotel motel keeper hundred dollars. Gives it back to the hotel motel guy just as the wanderer is checking out. The wanderer says your sheets were scratchy and there were things in the walls. I want my money back. The hotel owner says, all right, sir. As per our policy, here is your hundred dollars. So now, the wanderer traveler has come into this majestic town of a thousand people, who eat, were each in debt a hundred dollars. The total debt of the town was thousands of dollars. I'm really upset about that. Ten thousand or a thousand? I even I remember forgetting my numbers. This <laughs> has been a long day. Leave us all alone. So. After everything's all said and done, that $100 passed through the entire town and was then handed back to the traveler. Nobody is worse for the wear, except the entirety of the debt in the town is cleared up. This is the thing that they don't explain in school. Right? They talk about the earth. The earth is in debt. $10 trillion. (laughs) who and for what? This traveler showed up to town with a hundred bucks to spend the night in a hotel. A thousand people lived in this tiny town. The town is in debt. A hundred thousand dollars. One hundred dollars. Handed back to the traveler after 24 hours. Wiped out the debt. I know it's just a story and I know that there's a million different factors that go into it all. Right, but if we think about this stuff and if we start asking these questions and we start pushing these things through, a $100,000 debt wiped out with 100 bucks. Nobody's worse for the wear. Everybody got their $100. Debt paid off, free and clear. Traveler asked for his money back. The same $100 cleared $100,000 worth of debt. So now, you got to ask yourself, Where's the true debt coming from? Where's inflation coming from? Where's the prison system coming from? Prison system of finance is what I'm referring to in this scenario and statement. It's interest. Interest is money made out of nothing. It's fake. You can't have interest. If I, if I lend you... If $100 exists in the world and I lend it to you and I say, now you owe me 110 well, where the hell is that other money coming from? Where's that $10 coming from? Well, I'll just print 10 more dollars, which means inflation is there. All right. I'll just print more money. Well, then this money's not worth as much because there's more of it. Exactly. So, what people don't understand is catastrophic failure was built into the system. Initially, intentionally, built into the system. And the funny thing about this is, this is why we're looking at $9 a head of lettuce right now, because they keep printing more money. And every single time you hear about a new billionaire, it's not like this guy's like, hey, I got money. It means that this person's got more money because more people have less money. And when there's less money, they got to print more money. And this is why things go up in price. Yet minimum wage doesn't. So this slow burn. This slow financial slavery burn has literally been playing out for so much longer than we could ever possibly have imagined it was. But why? Why is the question? Because again, it's not anybody's fault that this is a thing. It exists so that we can become aware of it. And when we become aware of it, we don't give a shit. The illusion of money. You see this stuff everywhere. It's like, follow the money. Don't trust the science. Follow the money. The money is a trap too. Money's not real. It was invented by the very same elite that appear to be running the show. Now, I could talk for hours and hours and hours about how money's not real. Right? And I will. We're going to be going over that a lot this year. I mean, not a lot. Like, it's not going to take up a ton of time. But it's going to be a recurring theme in the bullshit that keeps us all filled with anxiety and depression. Hmm. How do I get more? Do I need more? What does it mean to have more? I don't know. Right? How do we stop the people that are, are doing this? How do we how do we do all that? And well, we just stop really playing the game. You don't need to play the game. You can play the game, but you also don't need to take the game so seriously. You can have fun and not worry so much about the money. But again, this is this this is this is and was the intent. And it will also be. First and foremost, and right at the forefront, when they start doing the collapse of it all, because it was designed to collapse. That's the funniest thing. When we talk about taxes, it's, it's, it's so much slavery, right? But what do we believe? We believe that the taxes pay for the roads well, and they pay for our schools. Our taxes pay for our ability to be indoctrinated, to believe in things like taxes. It's a vicious circle, and it's hilarious once you spot it. On average, we pay 30 to 40% of our paycheck simply to stay out of jail. How absurd is that? If we just said to the people, you can have all the money. Take it all. I don't give a shit. I don't want it. I don't care. Me and this group of people are going to go do something completely different. Oh, well, now the game's flipped. But here's the deal. That's coming. There's an awareness that's coming, which is what's going to make this year Pretty interesting. The fear of finance and the control that it has over people is losing its grip. People are understanding that money is, is it's becoming absurd. So we're going to do things like grow our own food. We're going to do things like, like create communities. We're going to do things like come together as a people to distance ourselves from the very society that has been oppressing us under the guise of being helpful. We've been tricked. We've been tricked since day one. And, and it's, it's, it's playing itself out right now. It's showing itself. You know, the prison planet that we're in uh, exists. Now, there's another thing too. I mean, shit, I've got so many things I wanted to talk about here, but we're already at like 20 minutes. Cancel culture I touched on and financial slavery I touched on here. Cancel culture is one of the most fascinating things in the world too because the more you talk about what you want to talk about, the more in line and in tune you are. With yourself and with your energy, with your ethos, with your essence. The more you're going to find your audience because they want to listen to it. Because they themselves, you guys, are listening to my words now and getting inspired or empowered or infuriated. And you're going to take that energy and you're going to create something massive with it. Not just my words, but I'm just a small piece in the ever-growing number of things that you're taking in. Because you're growing, because you're learning, because you're being awesome. And by me speaking, I'm doing the same thing. I have the opportunity to grow, understand, comprehend, become awesome. Finance is a trick. And there's a million ways that you guys can research this and look this up, but certainly start understanding that and comprehending it. And if we're no longer afraid of finance, then we're not afraid to earn. We're not afraid to create. We're not afraid to walk away from that job that's limiting us to 50 grand a year so that we can go out and make 150 grand a year doing something completely different. Money isn't the, it's not the be all end all. It's the trick. It's like the oil in your car. You don't drive around worrying about the oil in your car, but without it, your car is done. Right? People think it's like the gasoline. I've always got to worry about the gas. Always got to put more gas in it. Without any gas, we're no problem. Bah, 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 bah. Right? But money, when done properly, is the result of you living in proper resonance with what you what you need to do. And eventually, you know, we can work our way out of it. But remember, too, we were tricked into things like buy the most amount of shoes, buy the big house, buy the, buy the fanciest car. Live outside of your means no matter how much you're making. This is the illusion. This is the trick. This is the trap. This is what all of the televisions tell you to do. And remember, too, the majority of this generation grew up with Pimp My Ride and went MTV Cribs. So no matter what you, what you think, you got to have more, more, more. But all of television, all of media was tricking you from the get-go. One of the final things I'm going to touch on on this topic in this episode, which is what I wanted to start off with, but we're going to end off with, especially after everything I've just said. This whole show, this particular episode, well, the majority of the show too, is based on the idea that we can ask questions. Cancel culture says you can't. Cancel culture says, you know, you're a piece of shit if you're not part of this. But when you look past that, whatever this is, that they're trying to push this narrative, this free thought narrative, this, this, this illusion of acceptance, you know, the truth of the matter is everybody accepts everybody. I don't care if you're man, woman, Billy goat, whatever the fuck you want to be. If you feel you want to use the gym, have some respect, right? Just operate and carry yourself with a respectful tone and go do whatever you want to do. Operate with integrity. Go do whatever you want to do. Oh, you identify as a billy goat? That's cool. Do it with integrity. Be the best human billy goat you can possibly be. And then everybody's fine. We've also been tricked into thinking that we got to take care of this person and that person. We got to make sure that this person's safe and we got to stand up for somebody else. And the majority of the people that are standing up for somebody else, quote unquote, he does with his fingers are people that haven't taken care of themselves first and that don't want to take care of themselves first. How many people were so... How many In your life, and you witnessed this, how many people were so stoked to get that vaccine? And I'm talking about overweight people. Overweight smokers. Super stoked to get that vaccine. How many people bought the initial story? Like in Canada, we have liquor stores that stayed open throughout the entire pandemic. And the reason they stayed open when everything else shut down The real reason they stayed open was because it's easy to manipulate a a lubricated society. But the storyline as to why they stayed open was there are so many Canadians (laughs) that are so close and on the brink of pure alcoholism that if we shut down the stores, the liquor stores, and these people couldn't get their hooch, the hospitals would be overrun with ridiculous drunks. The world ate that shit up. I think about cancel culture again, and I think to myself, if anyone's going to cancel me, you're going to raise awareness for those that need to find me. And I know this because I sit back and I say to myself, if somebody, if I see somebody getting canceled or or cancel culture attacking somebody, my first inclination is to look into see what this person's done. Not why are they being canceled? What's the reasoning behind the cancellation? In other words, what did they really do that triggered the flash angry mobs? We also know that the majority of of cancel culture was run by bots. I mean, this came out in the Twitter files. Cancel culture was just a series of fake accounts on Twitter that just lashed out and attacked and gave numbers and gave an illusion of of attack of, of purity. If cancel culture came for me tomorrow and they lashed out and they wrote all crap all over my stuff. Well, there it is, Right. I still wake up tomorrow morning and I still put a podcast out. Right. And the people that are looking around going, what does this guy do? You know, why are they canceling him? You know, again, we've been tricked and trapped into the illusion that everything is evil and bad. And we're looking to fucking, so many people are out there looking to, to pass blame. The overweight smokers who, who, who are running around getting the vaccinations took such pride And getting that vaccine. I'm doing what I can for society. No you're not. You're killing yourself with cigarettes. You're killing your neighbor with secondhand smoke. You're killing somebody. That maybe has. Is in the car. Either with you or beside you. When you have a heart attack. From being obese. And not taking care of yourself. These are extremes. Of course I understand that. But the amount of. Egregious energy. I faced. By people who never spent one minute. Taking care of themselves deciding that they were going to get the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th booster jab, jabby boost, boosty joopies, boobily boobies. And then they were going to yell at me for not getting it. How dare you? Self-righteousness is uh, not something that's going to age well. And in this growing culture, in this growing society, you know, we're getting to a point where we are allowed to ask questions. We are allowed to ask questions. I don't have to defend myself anymore against a narrative that consistently shatters its own backstory. I sit in a spot right now where the questions that I ask are integral. They're important questions to me. They're things that I want to know about sort of who and where I am. My biggest question without, dist- <clears throat> without distraction is where are we? Right? And I know that there's a billion distractions. There's a million people out there, flat Earth, concave Earth, hollow Earth, projection, simulation, all this stuff. And you guys who have listened to me long enough know that I lie on the, the simulation side of things. But I want to know where, why, for who, for how for how long. There's a really neat theory out there called the right way to die. And that's probably what I'll get into next week or next, uh, next episode whenever I record it. But I've got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. And the right way to die is a really neat one the theory being we don't go into the light because that just cycles us back through this crap, but we go out of the light. We go into the darkness and then we elevate. There's a lot to it. uh, And there's a lot that I can extrapolate upon it from it, uh, from my own learnings and teachings and the such and what have you and hither and yon. I've been sitting here talking straight for a half an hour and I could go on and on and on because I have so much I want to talk about with these topics, but this year's going to be interesting. I don't know where it's going to lead or how it's going to go. But I do know that this being the first episode of the year, all of these little things that I've just grazed upon are what we're going to expand upon. How it affects us, how it affects you, how it affects your business, how it affects your ability to create. There's so much that goes into it. In our company, what we're doing as well right now is we are changing everything that we do so that we can stay ahead of these things and that we can help our clients get to where they need to be faster while understanding what they're doing. And I think to me that that's the most important thing. You know, we are playing a game. None of this is real, right? The definition of real is even absurd to me. I have no idea. But I do know that inside this game, there are a certain amount of rules. And once you master those rules and you acquire certain things, you're then free to expand into the next layer of what's possibly coming. And I can assure you right now, ladies and gentlemen, that once you've made over a certain amount of dollars in your life. That it no longer becomes a focus and that you can then liberate yourself into what you want to do next. This is one of those things too, that once you start doing these things, like you break free from the idea of having to have the best, this, and the most expensive, that, and that, and then being a debt slave, continuing the debt slave cycle. You change that. You change that when you know it's time to change. So what comes next, man? Oh man. That's what's starting right now. I'm 42 years old as of today. So I figure 42 years from now, A, I have a jump start. I have a 42-year jump start on day 0. As opposed to the minute that I was born, I didn't know what was going on. I'm flip-flopping all over the doctor's desk. Why was I born on the doctor's desk? Why weren't we in a lab? Why wasn't I don't know. I don't even know. But I do know I don't know where I came from, but I came from somewhere, didn't I? <laughs> well, I know physically where my meat suit came from. But I don't know where I came from. And I don't know where I'm going. But I do know that I've got 42 years practice. In the next 42 years, I'm going to perfect something. I'm going to get somewhere. I'm going to understand something. And I'll tell you this. I think that Stargates have something to do with it. Maybe they're entrances and exit portals. These gateways. That can knock you into something else. I don't know. But. I remember up until now having a very firm set of beliefs about a bunch of things and arguing those points with other people. You know, one of the greatest memes in the world is a man on his deathbed going, I just wish I spent more time arguing with perfect strangers on the internet. I'm no longer here to argue. I'm here to communicate. I'm here to connect and I'm here to see what you've got to say. And I'd love to find out who you are, where you are, how you got to where you're going. If you're listening to the show right now, send us a text if you want to. That's long distance charges may apply unless you're in Canada. 647-338-1265. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story. Enlighten us with something. Tell us a joke. We're going to read some of these on the internet or on, online. We're going to read some of these live. There are things that I want to start doing. There are things that I want to start making this show more interactive. There are things that I want to start doing connecting with you guys. More and more and more. I want to connect with everyone that's listening. I think that this is going to be a really fun year. I think, well, I don't think, I know it is. I know that this is going to be a really crazy year because I, it just seems to me that we're getting to this boiling point where the game that we're playing is setting something up huge. What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know right now, but I'll probably be able to point back to this episode and go, ah, fuck. You know, we all kind of saw it coming. But it's going to be huge. Ladies and gentlemen, a few other things I want to talk about, you know, uh, moving into this year are historic similarities. Things that when you look back on it, when you truly look back on it and you go, fuck, I understand the story now. I understand. I can extrapolate as to how they got to where they were going. Civil War, Hiroshima, Black Plague, all of these catastrophes. The idea that man is fighting over pieces of the ground. Is, is getting played out. The idea that we're chasing money is getting played out. The idea that we don't have the opportunity to speak about what we want is getting played out. I'm going to go, I'm going to hammer that home. Be free to ask your questions. Why wouldn't you? Why is it? A- Making fun of somebody for asking a question is kind of basically just showing your own ignorance. Right? and I've spent the majority of my life defending my points and my ability to see certain things, that game is over. And it's like that for a lot of people. I feel this essence, this energy, this change, this sculpture, the this scripture, this, this progression. Humanity is passing the threshold of being afraid to move forward. And the key to moving forward appropriately right now is you can do anything you fucking want as long as you do it with integrity. And that's huge. If you are operating from an optimal moment and position of integrity, the world is your oyster. I love that stuff. I absolutely love that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun for me to record. This is the first episode of the year. This is going to be, this, you know, it's, it's, I know I was all over the place today, but this whole year, a lot of this shit's going to be playing out. I'm going to be getting into a lot more of this stuff over the next few episodes, going into detail. I touched on a few things, like I said. (laughs) I'm just really excited for 2023. I don't know what it means. It's been a long time since I've actually been excited for a year. I've never been that. This is my year, bullshit. Fuck no. I don't even believe, honestly, in 2023 until April. And what I mean by that is we're tricked also, I I should reiterate, we're tricked also into trying to set new goals in the dead of winter life cycles on this planet start in spring so it's a trick into our own energetic source to try to start changing things january 1st my new year's resos don't start until april first i don't have any resos this year other than to be more observant which isn't really a reso it's just a pattern and a path that i'm on but it's a beautiful one ladies and gentlemen it's a beautiful one. It's going to be a beautiful year. 2023 is, again, it's just a fake number. We made it up, what, 20, 2, 2, 2023 years? And Jesus Christ, I, I walked the face of the earth. I believe Jesus did exist, a man named Jesus. I believe there are stories foretold. But I also believe that they skipped over a crap ton of years, right? Remember the Dark Ages? Nobody does. All of a sudden, uh, they just guessed. It's just a guesstimation. Nobody was keeping track. Nobody said, hey, it's the year 1684. Nobody gave a shit. It's the year 982. Well oh, yeah. <laughs> The turn of the century? When it was the year 1000. Oh no. Fascinating. All of this shit's fascinating. When you can truly grasp yourself inside the simulation. Lots going on. I'm all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to stop right now. And I will say this. Welcome to 2023. And in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Stay connected with us directly through the Mental Mastery You can also join the discussion on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash The Mental Mastery Alliance. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag TMMA or tagging us at The Mental Mastery Alliance. To have your voice heard on the show, leave a voicemail or send a text to 647. 647- 338 1265 Long distance charges may apply. If you love us, leave us a review. If you hate us, you spend your time in weird ways, but also leave a review. Every review on iTunes tickles the algorithm helping us grow. Until next time, unity over division. This concludes the most surreal portion of your day. You got it, Pontiac.